0: Well, here we are again, coming to you with more concepts for living. Biblical principles for contemporary living. Hasn't God been good to sustain us through this time of this pandemic? Showing himself gracious unto us. It's just so moving to our spirit when we consider his faithfulness. And so now I will bring you a word from the Lord. And that word will be from this thing. Not by, nor by, but by. Stay tuned. Be blessed. And so my message is drawn from the prophecy of Zechariah. One of the prophets of the time of captivity by Israel in Babylon. Some believe that this prophet was born during the 70-year period when Israel was captive in Babylon. He has also been noted to be one of the greatest ancient inspired seers of the prophets, Zechariah. He comes to us with his five distinct messages, five distinct messages. And his particular prophecy comes to us just before the close of the 400 year period when the heavens would be sealed up and no word from the Lord have mercy. His name means Jehovah remembers. Remember that? His name means Jehovah remembers. He has a message from God for the man of God, for the people of God. And in fact, not only for those that were returning from exile in Babylon, but a message for you and I, for his message stretches beyond that period to the very last age, if you please the church age. Many have looked upon his prophecies and confined them to his own unique time and period. I submit to you that I believe his prophecy speaks to our world today, speaks to the church of our day. You see, many, for many, the Holy Ghost is not seen in this passage. But remember what he said, is not by, it's not by, nor by, but by my spirit. Yeah. You should know That this word came out of the mouth of the man of God, out of the seer. In fact, before we used the title prophet, they were known as seers because they saw into the things of God. They saw into the future. Many of us only refer to the Holy Ghost, if you please, when we are rehearsing what we refer to as the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary. That's the liturgy. And for many, the Holy Ghost is only an article in the Apostles' Creed. But I want you to know he is more than that. I want you to know that he's not only more important to just have some little sideline note. Some honorable mention. No. It's all about him. I wish somebody would say with me, it's all about the Holy Ghost. Governments rise. And they fall. Governments erupt. And they eclipse. But one thing that has been consistent. Since the beginning of creation. The Holy Ghost is still the Holy Ghost. He is the third member of the Godhead. Rather respectful spirit. Rather honorable spirit. A spirit that knew how to stay in his lane. I said, a spirit that knew how to stay in his lane. He never superseded the son. He never superseded the father God. He always stayed within the perimeters of his own calling and his own destiny. Somebody ought to thank God for the Holy Ghost. I know we have a little problem saying ghost. A lot of folks just want to say the Holy Spirit. But I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is the Holy Ghost. And so when we look at this particular prophecy. crypted within symbolism. And the metaphoric, there is a mighty word about the third member of the God here. We read that. we quote that, that sixth verse, "Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit," said the Lord. and we just run right on. No, 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 it's supposed to be read like this. "It's not by might man's human ingenuity. It's not by power some force." But rather it is by my spirit. Underscore spirit in your Bible. Because it's really what God is saying is. It's not about all you've been trying. It's not about all that you think you know. It's not about all of your ingenuity. It's not about all of your new machinery. It's not about your novel efforts. It's about my spirit. Time changes. Cultures will be altered. But there's one thing that never changes. The Holy Ghost never, never, never changes. As always, three points to this message. The mystery, the mystique, and the mythology. Stay tuned. And you're going to come to a fresh appreciation for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So stay tuned and be further blessed. And so when you observe that, then you can appreciate how awesome God is to break it on down to us so that we might get the message. The two bowls, catching the oil represents two lives. Joshua, Zerubbabel. Now they've done all the other preparations. Now they can't do anything until the anointing comes. They need the anointing. Go get your degree. I don't know what your GPA is, but get your highest degree. But if you don't have the anointing, you are not ready. You are not fit. You are not conditioned to fulfill the will of God in the earth. You need, I need, we need the anointing. Sounds old-fashioned, but God says, Zerubbabel, you're not ready until you get the anointing on you. You need the anointing, man, because it's not by, nor by, I wish you shout out to me. Shout, just shout back to me and say, but, by I didn't hear you. I said, I didn't hear you. Now they're returning to Jerusalem to establish the temple and all the symbolism that they're seeing there, the golden candlesticks, all of that, all the oil flowing down. Oh my God, the two bowls, da, 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 the dripping of the oil, Lord help me, Jesus. I, I, I have a piece of, of olive tree that I re- brought back from the garden of Gethsemane when I was there. I had my hand on the tree. It's on my desk, really. It, I had my hand on the tree, and as I, as I put my hand on the tree, I was listening to the man, the guy giving us some instruction, and he said, and by the way, don't poke any of the bark off. Amen. And I said, oh. So when I put my hand back, a piece fell right in front of me. I said, I didn't pick it off. I didn't pick it up." He said, no, but pick it up. I picked it up, and I have it to this day. Now watch, I'm trying to tell you something. That the oil, say the oil, Oil. is important. It's important important to the extent that we appreciate that without the oil, we are not ready to operate. Many churches are doing their best to come up with new and novel methods for this and for that. Not understanding that in that particular regard, God's got it. Now you didn't hear me. I know it don't sound right. I said, with all we're trying, God said, God's got it. God's got it. Would you talk back to me? Say, God's got it. It's already done. All we've got to do is just receive what He has done. So then we look at the Holy Spirit because that's what this whole passage is all about. It's about the readiness of God's people to move into the will and purpose of God. Now, when we do, when we understand that it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit, as the Lord said, then you and I will come into a level of authority and power so that we can look at mountains and glare at them. And say, Oh mountain, oh mountain, oh great mountain, before is the rubber bear, thou shalt become a plane, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shouting, crying, grace, grace unto it. Yeah. Oh my God. What he's saying is that when we get the anointing, when you stop worrying about all this superficial stuff. And start moving into the Holy Spirit and going into your private devotion and coming into the knowledge of what God wants to do in your life then you can really begin to appreciate when Paul was writing to the Corinthians and he said to them he said listen to me what I want you to do is this I want you to understand that as far as I'm concerned your greatest assignment is to commune with the Holy Ghost you didn't hear me. Okay. There are, you know, when you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, read verse 14 for yourself sometime. And what it's going to say there is it talks about, it talks about the love of God. It talks about the grace of the Lord Jesus. And then he also says, and the communion of the Holy Ghost. Uh, that's where we fall down. The communion, the word communion there really means fellowship. Of the holy spirit how many of us woke up in the morning and say bless your holy spirit how many of us worship how many of us include him how many of us or do we just use him or refer to him when we do the creed so when when you when you really get to see it then you need to celebrate right now say way back in the old testament god was showing us the place of the holy ghost right before our eyes. But do you know how many miss that? They miss it. They don't see that God is speaking and God is doing. And the reason is, number one, his mystery. Say mystery. The mystery is this. The mystery is that there there is something of an enigma with the Holy Spirit. Now, we all know that he's the third member of the Godhead say something to me yes. he's the third member of the God here but wait a minute but and and, and we know about Jesus and we know about uh, our God our Father uh, 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 but a few know about the Holy Spirit Amen. he's an enigma and the reason is that I said earlier on he was he's decent he knows how to stay in his lane Amen. he seems to be in the secret while he is yet appearing yeah. come on here now I said, it's mysterious because occasionally he shows up. Remember when the creation was being completed by God? Yeah. Don't you know, the Bible said, and when God had created and the world was void and without form and all that kind of stuff. And, then, and the spirit moved on the face of the waters. That's all you hear about him. That's it. And some of us don't know how to stay in our lane. And to understand that there's a certain peripheral boundary. He didn't go over and say, no, nah, no, nah, uh, uh, I'm going to go. I want to go to the next verse, God. I, I want to go on to the next chapter, God. No, yeah. just do that. Oh. And he did. And guess what? Later on, we hear of him coming upon people like Samson and yeah. giving him supernatural strength. And yeah. Gideon, giving him divine boldness yeah. and, and coming to Jephthah and putting him from the bottom to the top on somebody and the, every one of them the Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon them have you had that experience yeah. this week has been a gracious week in my life yeah. because as I've been struggling with this word trying to get this together trying to put it so you can grasp it don't you know it's been a wonder just to walk in the Holy Spirit and to be able to just converse and commune and to have fellowship with him we can have fellowship, sweet, with the Holy Spirit. Say, we can, we can. Fellowship, fellowship and commune with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is what the irony of it all is. That I was reading in one of my old Bibles, and as I was reading there, I came to that passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. And guess what? There's a little note in there written by Dr. James O. Massey to Vernon. And he points to that verse. And this is what he writes. Vernon this is the key one. My God. My God. I sat back in my chair. I said, God of all the things I could have read, I read this. Now he's dead. We just buried him. Uh, but a year or two now ago, and anyway, we just buried him. But here's the point in the process of being buried. I saw, I stood by his grave and I looked in, I said, my God, he's gone. But isn't it something that he's gone? But his word. He ain't saying nothing. His word. His word. When God anoints your life, even though you die, there's a sense in which you're still living. Because you're living through the testimony you left. Hey, Elisha died after having a fruitful ministry. He's in the grave. But one day somebody took some, a dead man and threw him in that grave. And when he touched Elisha, the Bible said he came alive. I'm trying to tell somebody something. I'm telling you that when you labor for God, work for God, God's got an anointing for you that time cannot erase. It's so awesome just to think that you and I are living in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit and I pray that God will enrich you enable you and cause you to be inspired beyond where you have ever been because it's not by nor by but by His Spirit and so until next time when we shall come to you with more concepts for living may God bless you for another Concepts for Living.